a short time would involve a gamble with the lives of American soldiers and sailors and the future security of our whole people. It would involve an unwarranted, unnecessary, and terribly dangerous gamble with our chances for victory. Therefore, I say to all miners and to all Americans everywhere, at home and abroad, the production of coal will not be stopped. Tonight, I am speaking to the essential patriotism of the miners and to the patriotism of their wives and children. And I am going to state the true facts of this case as simply and as plainly as I know how. After the attack at Pearl Harbor, the three great labor organizations, the American Federation of Labor, the Congress of Industrial Organizations, and the Railroad Brotherhoods, gave the positive assurance that there would be no strikes as long as the war lasted. And the President of the United Mine Workers of America was a party to that assurance. That pledge was applauded throughout the country. It was a forcible means of telling the world that we Americans, 135 million of us, are united in our determination to fight this total war with our total will and our total power. At the request of employers, and of organized labor, including the United Mine Workers, the War Labor Board was set up for settling any disputes which could not be adjusted through collective bargaining. The War Labor Board is a tribunal on which workers and employers and the general public are equally represented. In the present coal crisis, conciliation and mediation were tried unsuccessfully. In accordance with the law, the case was then certified to the War Labor Board, the agency created for this express purpose with the approval of organized labor. The members of the board followed the usual practice, which has proved successful in other disputes, Acting promptly, they undertook to get all the facts of this case from both the miners and the operators. The national officers of the United Mine Workers, however, declined to have anything to do with the fact-finding of the War Labor Board. And the only excuse that they offer is that the War Labor Board is prejudiced the War Labor Board has been and is ready to give the case a fair and impartial hearing. And I have given my assurance that if any adjustment of wages is made by the Board, it will be made retroactive to April 1st. But the national officers of the United Mine Workers refuse to participate in the hearing when asked to do so last Monday. On Wednesday of this past week, while the board was proceeding with the case, stoppages began to occur in some mines. On Thursday morning, 
I telegraphed to the officers of the United Mine Workers asking that the miners continue mining coal on Saturday morning. However, a general strike throughout the industry became effective on Friday night. The responsibility for the crisis that we now face rests squarely on these national officers of the United Mine Workers and not on the government of the United States. But the consequences of this arbitrary action threaten all of us everywhere. At 10 o'clock yesterday morning, Saturday, the government took over the mines. I called upon the miners to return to work for their government. The government needs their services just as surely as it needs the services of our soldiers and sailors.